Hi. On this episode of Real Time Truth, we're going to ask and answer the question, who is the real Jesus? The question needs to be answered in our culture today where everybody's got a Jesus, my Jesus, a Jesus that seems to suit lifestyles more so than he calls to follow him. On this episode, The Real Jesus. Welcome to another episode of Real Time Truth. I'm Matt McNeil. And I'm Pastor Kevin Brown. As always, we're attempting to engage issues that are going on in your home, your community, your church, and in the culture around us through the truth of God's Word. And today, Kevin, tell us what we're talking about. Today we're going to be talking about really the answer to this question. Who is the real Jesus? Who is the biblical Jesus? And we're going to flesh out what that means and what it means in our culture as people try to determine what it means to follow Jesus. And is that Jesus the real Jesus? Absolutely. I mean, we've talked about this some already, but just amongst ourselves, about how a prevalent practice of people is to pick and choose what mm-hmm. they like about Jesus, what they don't like about Jesus. And my, and tell me if I'm wrong on this, but whenever I think of people doing that, it feels like it's because they haven't given Jesus the freedom to change them. Yeah. And so as a result, they feel they need to change him. Yeah. I saw a picture um, the other day, uh, it's been several weeks ago now, of... Um, Jesus. And he had tattoos all over him and piercings. And it was, it was almost shocking. And, um, the, um, the tattoo across his chest, he was bare chested, like he was on the cross. It said addicted to you. And, um, and, and I, and I got thinking about this, this concept, this idea of who is the real Jesus. And I'm like, is that who Jesus is? I mean, if, if he were here on the earth today and he were walking among us, um, what would he look like? Um, I read an article a couple of weeks ago that actually postulated this was a, um, a liberal um, rag paper, but that postulated that if Jesus were on the earth today, he might even be transgendered. And certainly might have a relationship with the Apostle John, the Apostle he loved. Uh, you understand. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, wow, is that who Jesus is? So on this episode of Real Time Truth, as we go to the Bible, this is going to give us an understanding, the Bible is, mm-hmm. of who Jesus is. But that understanding from Scripture about who Jesus is, I promise you, will not fit this culture's definition of who they want Jesus to be. Mm. And that's the rub. So today, as we dive into this, I want to I share um, a, a couple of verses of Scripture that comes from Matthew chapter 16. And these are the words of Jesus, and this is what he told his disciples. He said in Matthew 16, 24, If anyone would come after me, 
let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and yet forfeits his soul? Or what shall a man give in return for his soul? Now, the real Jesus who lived 2,000 years ago said those words. Mm -hmm. We deny ourselves and we die. That's what it means to take up a cross. And we go after him. So what does that mean and what does that look like? The question for today is, who gets to decide who the real Jesus is? Do I get to decide that, Matthew? Do you get to decide that? Does um, a movie star or somebody that's got a talk show get to decide that? Does a politician get to decide that? There's a lot of discussion today as we're going into a presidential election next year. I, I saw the town hall uh, meeting last week uh, in the Democratic presidential candidates postulating all kinds of ideas about what it means to be a Christian and what Christians should and shouldn't do. Yet so many of these definitions about what it means to love Jesus and follow Jesus, they are not found in the Bible. And that's the key. Yeah. The, the scripture anchors us yes. in our understanding of who God is and who we are and how we are to respond to him. Definitely. And so apart from that anchoring, we're literally going to cause our relationship with God, if we have one, to morph into something that is our own invention. And that, honestly, I wrote this down in my notes here. That is one of the saddest stories ever, because here's the thing. Whenever you invent your own version of Jesus to match your lifestyle, yeah. because you're not willing to let him change you, then what's actually happening is you are missing him. Yeah. You're missing the yeah. real Jesus. Yeah. And that has got to be the saddest story of all time. It is. And it's it, it it's sad and it's also heresy. Mm -hmm. And when when <laughs> the way I describe this today is um, and a lot of uh, people will understand this. Um, you can go to a store and you can make a little toy called a build a bear. So you go to the store and you pick out the bear that you want and then you stuff it with fluff and then you get to build how you want that bear to look. You decide what kind of clothes that the little bear has, if it has a hat or doesn't have a hat, if it's a boy or a girl or whatever the case might be. And so you build a bear. I'm afraid today that we are building a Jesus, a Jesus as... Um, that's akin to who we want him to be. And so people will say things like, well, my Jesus, and then da, 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 da. And so they, they, in essence, have created or made a graven image, breaking the second commandment, of a God that doesn't even exist. This Jesus that people purport to being okay with many people today, is a Jesus that basically is fine with anything. A Jesus who is longing for us, and he just needs us so much. Matthew, J listen people, Jesus does not need us. Jesus needs nothing 
to make him who he is as King of kings and Lord of lords. We can add nothing to the essence of Jesus Christ who is above all and over all. Jesus, yes, wants us. He desires a relationship with us. But we will never truly know Jesus until we know him as he truly is. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, we build a Jesus, much as a kid will build a build a bear, that's just not real. And so there's no there's no satisfaction in not knowing the real Jesus. And that that's the issue, I believe, of our day. Building a Jesus that suits our lifestyles. And so people will say to me, they'll say, well, Pastor Kevin, um, I, I believe that uh, Jesus was all about love. I, I believe that he is, he is love. God is love, and Jesus is the second person of, of the Trinity. He is the, the person who came to this earth in the form of God in the case of him being Emmanuel, God with us. So yes, Jesus loves us, but Jesus said, if you love me, you, you finish this for me. If you love me, Jesus said, you will keep my commandments. And what does that mean? Why don't, why don't you describe that in your mind? If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. What is Jesus' expectations of a follower? His expectations, I believe, is one, walking as he walked. That's what First John 2 actually says. He said that if you love him, you will walk as he walked. And so, and we sometimes maybe in our day and age, we might hear commandments and we think, okay, that's, that sounds a little bit archaic. Uh, just put in the place of that his word, just like he spoke to the Philadelphian church in Revelation. Yeah. They, his praise of that church was that they kept his word. And so whenever you hear that phrase, if you love me, you will keep my commandments, it's, are we going to let our lives be dictated by his word? Are we going to give his word authority in our lives? And if we do, then the scriptures say Jesus, his own words before they were written down in the Gospels, says that we are showing our love for him. Yeah, totally right. Um, because what you've just stated is scriptural. Okay, this is real time truth. And the truth comes from God's word. Mm -hmm. It's not coming from an athlete. It's not coming from a movie star. It's not coming from a, a political pundit. It's not coming from a politician. Our authority is the word of God. Um, our entire episode last week was on the authority of the word of God, now, the can, Bible. Can you trust it? Can you trust it? So people today begin to say, well, I believe and I think, and that's all well and good. But if those beliefs and those thoughts are not tied to chapter and verse, then there's no, there's no credence to that. It's your opinion. And so people, people today, they really want a Jesus that's going to be okay with them and whatever lifestyle that they're living. And you pick the lifestyle the drunk, the thief, the murderer, the cheat, um, the, the sexual deviant, and you pick the sexual deviancy. I want Jesus to be okay with me, and of course we know he is, because he needs me. 
And, and Jesus just longs for me to the point that he is just so grateful when I give him a little bit of my time. It's almost like Jesus is groveling uh, to, for my attention. Jesus grovels for nothing. And I really believe that we have missed who Jesus is. And I want to point out who Jesus is by way of the cross. Um, the Apostle Paul said in Philippians 3.8, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. Now, who is this Christ Jesus? It is the God-man who died on a cross. And that cross can be seen in, in two ways. It can be seen as love for God so loved the world that he sacrificed his one and only son. And Matthew, the cross can also be seen as judgment. Mm -hmm. And I would, would want to say in that that one does not diminish the other. Absolutely. They were both equally and perfectly displayed in the cross. And so I would almost even go ahead and say that there is one way to view the cross, and it is both things at once. Yes. That he showed his perfect love of God, his complete love as only God can show by paying for our sin debt that he himself in his justice mandated. Yes. God's righteous demands for holiness in order to come to him had to be satisfied. Mm -hmm. And the only way that could be satisfied is for a perfect, spotless human being to shed his blood. Hebrews 9.22 says, Without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. So Jesus Christ, imagine him now, Imagine him in your mind's eye, those who are listening, those who are watching, imagine him. See him on the cross, see him hanging there, bleeding, flies all around the corners of his eyes and his mouth. See him there on the cross, and I see love, and I see judgment. I see the love of God to sacrifice his son, but I see the judgment of God. And some people don't like to hear this, but it's the truth of scripture. I see the judgment of God and what sin cost Jesus. Yeah, my sin. My sin, your sin, your sin, those who are watching and listening. Our sins place Jesus on the cross. But what we want today is a Jesus that is okay with the sins that he died for that he crushed on the cross to dominate our lives now, mm -hmm. to overtake our lives, to, to diminish that which he came to do, which is to give us an abundant life. Jesus said in John 10, 10, the thief comes to steal and to kill and to destroy, but I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. Abundance. That doesn't mean you're going to get rich. That doesn't mean that you're going to have everything easy. But that means that you will have the presence of Jesus in your life, in trials, in suffering, in pain, and in the good times. The presence of Jesus always matches our circumstances and overcomes our circumstances. So the cross is a place of love and a place of judgment. When we lessen the power of Jesus to change us, to actually help deliver us from our sin, then we are purporting heresy, and it's blasphemy. When we say that Jesus is okay with this lifestyle and that lifestyle or that lifestyle, which the Bible calls sin, 
then we are now stepping outside of the realm of Scripture and we're moving into the realm of heresy, a false doctrine. Mm -hmm. And so there are many false teachers out there today, some who claim to be pastors, some who claim to be teachers of the Bible, but they're not teaching the Bible and they're not offering the real Jesus. They're offering a made-up Jesus a Jesus that is suitable for the culture, a Jesus who changes with the cultural norms and the cultural mores of our day. And that's not Jesus at all, because he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus today, seated at the right hand of God, is the same Jesus as he was when he was walking this earth 2,000 years ago and dying on a cross on Calvary. He is the Son of God, who, who took away the sin of the world for those who would trust in Him. Mm -hmm. So the question is this, will we submit to His authority? Will we submit our lives to Him, or will we instead say, no, Jesus, you submit to me. You submit to the way I want you to be. And I get to decide who you are. And I get to tell all of my fans that, whether it's a musician or it's a, an athlete. Well, my Jesus is okay with this. My Jesus is fine with that because he understands the way that I am. If what you're purporting or I'm purporting that Jesus is okay with is described in Scripture as sin, then you or I are liars because we are not purporting the truth. We're not being honest and we're being disingenuous and we're being fast and loose with the scripture. And so the, the, the real essence to this entire conversation about who is the real Jesus is and who gets to decide who he is, Jesus gets to decide who he is. Absolutely. And he decides through his word. He is the Word who became flesh and dwelt among us. And so if you want to know the real Jesus, my friend, to the listener, to maybe the skeptic who stumbled across this podcast and is listening to it, I'm going to tell you who the real Jesus is. He loved you so much that he left heaven and he came to this earth, born as a baby, grew as a man, lived 30 years in the home of Joseph, a carpenter, until he began a ministry to the world for three years, performing miracles, giving evidence and credence that he is not just a man, but God who raised the dead, healed the deaf, made the lame walk, the blind to see. And then dying on a cross, giving evidence that he was who he said he was because three days later he got up from the dead. Mm -hmm. That is the biblical Jesus Christ. The one who said... If you love me, you will keep my commandments. The one who said that we will deny ourselves my own identity of who I want to be, and I will identify instead with Jesus, and I will choose to follow him in obedience. And that obedience is joy. This is the thing that people forget. People go, oh, I don't want the drag of commandments. That's like Old Testament. No, it's not. If it bothers you to hear about keeping Jesus' commandments, just focus on the first part of what Jesus said when I say this to you. Jesus said, if you love me, okay, I'll stop there. Just love Jesus, okay? And if we will love Jesus, 
a byproduct of our love for him is that we will obey him. We will have a desire to keep his commandments. If I love my wife, Pam, whom I dearly love, 29 years worth coming this December 22nd, I choose to, I won't say obey, but you understand what I'm saying. Live in a way that's going to please her. Exactly. Live in a way that'll please my wife. Live in a way that will bring joy to her life, not to make it hard on her. And that's not grievous. It's not at all. You, because because of your love for her, you want to do that. Yes, and there's joy in that. Um, the Apostle John said that if we love Jesus, um, his commands are not burdensome. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening today or watching today, and it's kind of a drag following Jesus, could it be that you're not following the real Jesus? Could it be that you've made up a Jesus that perhaps suits the way you're living and that you've kind of rationalized and justified the way you're living and you've even said that Jesus is okay with it when you know down deep in your heart the the Holy Spirit has convicted you and said, no, he's not. And now you're hearing the Spirit say to you, hey, it's time to leave that sin behind and surrender and follow the real Jesus. Mm -hmm. Because when we follow Jesus, there, there will be found the life that is abundant, which Jesus spoke of. Even though life is still hard, there's still bills to pay. There's still health issues. There's still problems at work. There, there will always be issues in this sin-sick world, but there will be joy in the journey. And that's the desire of Jesus is that we follow him because his yoke is easy and his burden is light. If you feel heavy today, if you feel like it, it, you're a Christian, you're, you're a believer, and you feel weighted down today, could it be that you're leaning into the yoke and pulling in a direction that Jesus isn't? Hey, back off. A yoke, you know a yoke, it's a, like if there was a yoke between Matthew and I here, there's this wooden yoke, and let's say that Matthew is Jesus and, and I'm me, Kevin. If, if I'm pulling in the direction that Jesus isn't, it's, I can feel it, mm-hmm. and it feels heavy. But if I back off until I no longer feel the weight, the weight is transferred to Christ. Mm-hmm then there's relief in that. That's why Jesus said, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, I will give you rest, rest. And that comes from following Jesus, the real Jesus. So I want to say to those of you listening or watching today, if you've not been following the real Jesus, I want to introduce you to him. Here's what the Bible says. Romans 3.23 says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. The Bible says in Romans 6, 23, that the wages or the penalty of that sin is death. And that's eternal death. Mm -hmm. That's death that leads to eternal life in hell. But, praise be to God, the verse isn't, isn't finished. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Because God loved his son enough to crush him because he loved us and he had to crush him because he was our payment for sin. So Jesus took my judgment. Jesus took your judgment so that you could be free, so you could be yoked to Jesus and have relief. You could have relief. The Bible says that if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you can be saved. For it is with the mouth that you confess and are saved, and it's with your heart that you believe unto righteousness. The Bible says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And that calling on him is like a drowning person. Mm -hmm. 
who is screaming to the lifeguard, save me, save me. Maybe you'd call out to him today. If you've never done that, or if you're not certain you did it in a genuine way, call out, call out right where you are. Maybe you're driving down the road. Maybe you're listening to this while you're working out. Maybe you're watching this as you're in the kitchen preparing dinner. Just stop what you're doing and look to heaven and call on the name of Jesus and say, Jesus, I need this relief in my life. I want to follow you. I really want to follow you in truth and surrender to him. And let us know. Let us know. Contact us and we'll help you. We want to encourage you. As, as you and, and as I, as we follow the real Jesus. Well, thank you all so much for joining us today. Uh, this has been a heavy topic, mm. but such a vital one. Are you, do you know and are you loving the real Jesus? I hope that you actually, you'll think about it. You won't just let this pass you by. Well, uh, before we wrap up, Kevin... Uh, what we got going on in the weather coming up? Yeah, you know the weather's so crazy. This this fall has been so abnormal. Uh, we've been so dry. Finally, starting to get a little bit of rain, and so we're grateful for that. But um, I, I'm always intrigued. People start start asking as they start thinking about Christmas. You know, we're going to have a white Christmas. Nobody knows that. But I, I I really do think that the the coldest part of our winter coming up is going to be when you would expect it to be. January and February. I think we'll have these dips and, and, and some cooler weather and then it'll warm up again. And I'm not talking about, it's not going to get hot again. We're in that time of year where it's not going to be hot, but the temperatures might be a bit above normal uh, into um, uh, late October, November, and then even into December. But I really believe by the time we get into January, the, the switch will flip and um, it's going to get cold. I think that we're going to see some snow this year. And uh, so it's always intriguing to see how this plays out. But uh, at least we're done with the heat. Praise the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you again for joining us today. This has been another episode of Real Time Truth. I'm Matthew McNeil. And I'm Pastor Kevin Brown. Thank you all for joining us. Take care.